TSDJA Productions presents in association with JJ2E Media The Camping Trip Two troop leaders take three boys from their scout pack into an old abandoned summer camp for a fun weekend in the wilderness. Listen and take a terrifying trip into the past with these boys as they learn about the dark history of the mountainside campground, an old warehouse that conceals a bloody secret, and the demonic truth about a small Missouri town in these three horrific campfire tales. With a gripping, revenge-fueled ending decades in the making, you won't want to miss The Camping Trip. Written, edited, directed, and performed by at the Scooby Doom and at Fitzman73 comes the first full-length original audio drama from JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions. Go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com and buy the camping trip. Available now. Fits. That's right. It's like a death metal fucking intro for you, bitches. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Check the throat. Su su studio. I think we're okay. I'm gonna pop okay. a cough drop just to be safe. But oh, I was afraid I was gonna blow my shit out. Yeah. Yeah. I know we tweet. We tweezed. <laughs> oh. oh God, I'm having a rough day. <laughs> I know we teased your buffiness, but we're going to make you hold your chi and everybody's going to wait in anticipation a little bit longer. Oh, it's going to be worth it. I <laughs> promise you it's worth it. Chomping at the fucking bit, ain't you? Yeah. Do you want to just do that and I'll do my thing at the end, my tiny little thing that's nobody's interested in? No, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Because <laughs> now it's starting to feel bad. She's like, oh, let's do this. No, go ahead. Do your thing. I want to get in the buff. Wait, that sounds fucked up. Who said I'm not? <laughs> Nerd Blitz 102 in the buff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but real quick, I wanted to talk about, for me, it was heartbreaking for like maybe 10 other people on the planet it was too. I know it's fucking fun to hate on this show and I mentioned it last time, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just came to an end. Yeah. After seven seasons, 136 episodes, I think. That's crazy. Oh, I love that show, dude. I think I stopped watching after the fourth season. Just, it was it was just like I intended to go back and I just never did. So I might have to go back now. I think it's on Netflix. It was last I checked. Yeah. I don't know if it's made its way to Disney Plus, but I mean, they haven't put any of it out on Blu-ray in the US, I don't think. 
Yeah. I think the first season came out on Blu-ray in the U.S., and then after that, the U.K. got it, and then I don't... I think Spider-Scooby told me Japan is the only country that got seasons five and six, so... Yeah. I don't think there's any hope of me ever fucking catching up on it like that, but... Well, I mean, it, say what you want, but it definitely has one of the best second halves to a first season. Like, it flips a switch in coordination with one of the movies. Tootsie Fruitsie! Yeah, and it's like... Well, I didn't want to say it, but yeah. Oh, sorry. And it's just like, it's a completely different show after that. Yeah. Like, the first half of the season was kind of like, meh, what the fuck is this? This isn't going anywhere. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, shit. Meanwhile, I was sitting there being like, this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was okay, but there was some of it that was like, I don't know about this. Fucking Chloe Bennett running around out of a pool in a skin-tight red dress, that was worth it to me. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i fucking love that show from the start dude everybody else fucking wanted a superhero show and it's like they're fucking telling you in the title what it is right yeah i didn't necessarily want that fucking secret agents assholes it's not about superheroes if you want superheroes go to the theater right well but that was really the main complaint from the first season it's like everybody wanted superheroes and i mean it did kind of turn into that and i think that was kind of a reaction to people bitching I don't know. I always felt like that was kind of, they had that planned anyway. Maybe, but I I don't know. It didn't feel like it was supposed to be a superhero show to me. Yeah. It was supposed to be superhero adjacent. Right. I mean, I wish that the MCU would have tied into it better Mm -hmm. and they would have acknowledged it more and let them tie in because even fucking uh sam jackson and uh robert downey jr both of them were like yeah i'd go on there if they ask yeah sam jackson did show up i'm sure that fucking the creators of shield weren't like robert downey jr right there had to be a reason why he wasn't on that show but well the reason was that they didn't want him to know that colson was alive yeah i guess but they could have fucking had colson not be there or like specifically be like well tony doesn't need to know i'm alive or something mm, true there's simple fixes to it i don't know i just don't understand why they were like meh because it would have helped the ratings on the fucking show yeah but i don't really remember what happened last season because it was like 13 episodes over a year ago yeah so like going into this season i was like wait what now but i will say this This is the first season that I got to see every single episode of, and I think it's pretty fucking safe to say this was the best season, because you could tell they knew the end was near, and they were just like, fuck it, let's just have fun. Yeah. And they did, dude. Like, they were time traveling, and I won't spoil too much about the story, but they were time traveling, dude, and there were ties to shit like um, Agent Carter. Mm Mm-hmm. And they went to, I think, the 50s, the 70s, and the 80s. Mm-hmm. And they did these stylized intros. Oh. Representing those eras of it, too. Yeah. That were just like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. And, like, they dealt with a lot of the Hydra shit. And there's multiple timelines and multiverse shit in that. Uh, there is a tie-in with Endgame. Oh, yeah. And it was amazing. But yeah, overall, it's just like, this is, like I said, you could tell. They knew it was the last season. They are just like, fuck it, let's have fun. And I mean, some real serious shit went down at points, but they did. They made sure they had fun. And um, it's the rare fucking show that Joss Whedon was involved in where it had like an incredibly happy ending. That's, that, that's what shocked me the most that you told me. I was like, no shit. 
did he actually direct the end? Or I don't have, think so. No, he was just a producer still. Yeah, just like a hands-off EP. Yeah. Which probably explains which, why it was a happy That's ending. why I was saying. That's, yeah. Otherwise, all the people would be dead. Put it this way. Of the, like, ten roughly major characters, I can't remember exactly how many characters there are. Because there's been a lot of changeover and flips and introducing new people and other people dying off in the last couple years. Yeah. But of, like, the ten major characters or so, one person died. Just one. And that wasn't even in the finale. Really? So of the people in the finale, I don't think anybody died. I mean, one person, spoilers, didn't make it back to the, uh, I guess we'll call it the prime timeline. Okay. But that's it. He In the timeline he was in, mm-hmm. it's not like he was left fucking bleeding or anything. He was like a fucking god and i don't mean superhero wise i mean like he was the fucking head of shield in that timeline he was a rock god so like they set him up to be this amazing fucking dude in this other timeline and then they're like but we gotta go over here oh he didn't want to leave well they needed somebody to stay back to make the switch between timelines work okay and he was just like i'm not even supposed to be there so uh so he stayed behind and yeah it was just so fucking I was expecting it to be a bloodbath honestly yeah you would think that's how one of those one of their shows would end mm-hmm. but yeah no it was fucking amazing there was like ties to the pilot and shit oh really mm-hmm. did Deathlock come back uh, no but I oh. think that's probably because when they shot this because they shot this last year too uh, they shot season six and this back to back oh shit Um, And they've just been sitting on it for a year. Wow. I think he's on a show on NBC, so they they couldn't really work out bringing him back. Oh, okay. Which kind of sucks, because that would have... Fuck, for all I know, he might have died, too. Because I can't remember last year or the year before. I know he did come back. Hmm. Oh, something cool that's a tie to earlier in the series. You remember fucking... Oh, shit. Well, Bill Paxton? Yeah. His character? Yeah. His character comes back, and they had his fucking son play him. Oh, no shit. Yeah, like his actual, factual, real-life son. Like in a past timeline, like a story's younger, I guess. Right, when they're in the 80s, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. And I'm watching this, and it's like, I don't know who the fuck this kid is. He's really creepy. Because there's some of his mannerisms are the same as Bill Paxton, and then I saw like an article being like, you know who that guy was? It was Bill Paxton's son. It's like, that's why he fucking looks like he's doing a Bill Paxton imitation. He's not doing an imitation. He's living his actual life. Right. He's literally an imitation of Bill Paxton. Right. I was like, oh, okay. So I thought that was pretty fucking cool. And they fucked with a lot of the history of the show, too. Like, characters like that. Mm -hmm. Perfect example. That have been woven throughout the seven seasons. They fucked with shit like that by going through time. And it's really fucking cool. Mm. But like I said, I've said it like four times now. It's just fun, dude. Yeah. It's the most fun season they've done, which is crazy because they've had like 22 episode seasons and they packed so much fun into 13 episodes. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, shorter seasons seem to do that. Uh, sometimes, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I do think the quality has improved in the last two seasons, even though like they did them back to back. So it was technically like they did a 26 episode season all at once. Yeah. I do think the quality improved a lot. Yeah. Because they were allowed to fucking take their time and breathe a bit instead of being like, oh, yeah, fuck it. You got to do fucking 18 more episodes this year. Get moving, asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was my big takeaway. It's a Whedon show that fucking actually had a happy ending. Yeah, that's a rare occurrence. Mm-hmm. Don't I know it? 
Which, speaking of a Joss Whedon show, uh, y'all read it? I don't even know how to start. The floor is yours, homie G-Dog. So, in episode 100, we did some commentary <laughs> for Buffy, and it came out that uh, I had, at one time, very much like uh, the wrestling e-feds that we did, like in the late 90s. After that all died away, and I somehow ended up trying to create an online role-playing game for Star Wars. And then I also <laughs> tried to... Uh, <laughs> There's going to be a lot of that in there. Yeah. Um, an online role-playing game for um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer because I had picked up the rule books for the actual role-playing game that Eden Studios made just because I'm a nerd and I like to read role-playing rule books. Yeah, what a loser. Yeah, so I picked those up and was like, oh, these are cool, and I'm reading through it. I'm like, you know, you could maybe do like a a message board type role-playing game or a play-by-email or something like that probably pretty easy with the way these rules are set up Mm -hmm. because those rules were like it was all broken up like a show like the players were actors and the the dungeon master was there it was the director right so the director ran the the show and the characters acted out well not acted out but you know what i mean they were they played the characters on the episode right it was all it was all set up to sort of be like a show like you were really kind of yeah like that like that format, like a, like an adventure would have like different acts, in, mm-hmm. like like a show, you know. Right. And, uh, yeah, and there were there were different like uh, buffs and stuff that were like TV show related. From what I remember, could be wrong, but it seemed like there was some stuff TV show cliches almost. Okay. That would give you like an advantage or something, but a stunt bump. Yeah, maybe something like that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so when we were talking about that in the show. I was like, man, I wish I could find those. I wish I could find those old files. I wish I still had those because I had put way a lot of thought and effort into. And there was actually two of them. There were two different settings, or I'm not sure. I can't. I can't tell if it was supposed to be the same one. I just changed the names and kind of, you know, change things around, or if they were two different attempts at different times. But needless to say, I went upstairs and dug through some of my old files and sure <laughs> enough i fucking had all of it so today i'm going to embarrass myself <laughs> by opening some of these files and going through them and there is some fucking choice choice shit in here oh boy and just to give you an idea these all these files are dated between 2004 and 2005 wow so this this gives you a, an idea of when this was happening so Okay, just to put this through the prism of me, mm-hmm. 2004, I would have been 13. 2005, I would have been 14. Right. I had just rediscovered WWE through SmackDown on UPN. Okay. Uh, like, yeah, 2004 it would have been. Because I remember the Royal Rumble that year with Chris Benoit. Yeah, Chris Benoit won. I remember uh, Mania that year when... Benoit got the title from Triple H, and uh, Eddie defended again Kurt Angle. So that's where I was at in my life while you were over here doing... Well, first, I was 31 and 32, and I was in my first, or my uh, second, third year of marriage. Or no, yeah, I guess I was starting my second year. So I've been married for like two years, and yeah, this is what I spent my time doing. This was, you know, three or four years before we had kids. I... (laughs) I had so much disposable income and disposable time. 
I yeah. just imagine you like sitting at the computer working on this shit, and she coming in and being like, "Hey, what do you want for dinner?" And you'd be like, "Get the fuck away! This is serious." <laughs> nah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I had made this site, and I still have the the website files and pictures and stuff, the graphics that I had for it. Um, I don't think it was ever live. I think I had just like a I had a, a mess around web host where I would put stuff up there and just flew around with it, but it was never... I never actually tried to launch this or do anything with it. Gotcha. So I've got two uh, two things on here. One was for a show called The Chosen, or a game called The Chosen, and the other was for uh, Dead End. I think Dead End was the one that I had fleshed out the most, maybe? Or maybe it was The Chosen. Yeah, no, it mm-hmm. must be... Uh, yeah, I think these got combined. I think The Chosen was the original name. And then Dead End was the better name. Okay. But anyway, I it was going to be a game about a slayer. At the end of... I won't try not to spoil it if anybody has never, not seen the finale of Buffy, the series finale. But at the end of the show, uh, something happens and all of the potential slayers throughout the world or whatever get activated and become true slayers. So they have all the strength and all that of a, of a real slayer. So this this was going to center around one of these girls that got activated, and it was going to take place in Oregon at a college, and the people who would sign up to play would be like the the Slayer herself was an NPC, like okay. she, like you, nobody could play as her. That's your job, right? The people who signed up would play the supporting characters, right? Right. So let's uh, let me. Um, so do you want me? Should I? I don't know how to start. I don't know. I don't know where to begin exactly. <laughs> okay. Should I? Should I? Well, here. Let's start with you. You told me a couple options for your theme song. Let's start there. Oh, okay. So I had even thought of if this was a real show, what would the what would the intro song be? Right. One of the first the first thing that I had picked was "Garbage Song," that stupid girl song by Garbage. Okay. But then. The more I thought about it, then I remembered, oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't actually settle on that one because that was a little too on the nose and it was too, um, it had words, it had lyrics, you know? So I didn't yeah. really want lyrics to be, it's how fucking much I thought about this. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, so <laughs> I, I eventually went to um, a Stanley Clark song called uh, Vulcan Princess. And it's a, it's an instrumental right. thing. I sent you that song. And, uh, you did, yeah. I mean, it fits pretty well. I mean, you can kind of see it, can't you? From what I can remember, yeah, it was like, oh, I can, I think I see what he's going for here. Right. So, yeah, I had a song picked up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, do you, I, I said in the last episode, I was looking at, I was looking through here and, uh, I, I noticed a couple files in here that I hadn't seen before. And okay. so I have, I have a file here that I can open. I have, I have what's called Dead End Bible. And episode one dash one, and I have one one that's just called rules. Okay, wow, you're dropping a lot on me right now. <laughs> I know it's like uh, a dog. It's like a dog with two dicks. You don't know which way to go, huh? <laughs> uh, let's let's slow down a bit. Okay, okay, first off, tell me your Slayer's name. Grace Sullivan. Grace Sullivan. Okay, I'm not sure. I think the first name probably came from Pulp Fiction, the bike motorcycle and gotcha pulp fiction and the last name was definitely the actress that played buffy's mom her last name okay okay walk me through this now how much story or history did you have 
beat out for her. For her? Yeah. Let's see. Because I would think her being an NPC, you would have a bit more information about her since you would be controlling her. Well, let's see what I've got here. Okay, and I'll ask another question while you're looking. Okay. Did you have like a Giles for her? Uh, I think so. Or was that something that would eventually come out? Uh, I honestly don't remember. Let's okay. see if I can find. Oh, well, I'm asking because I didn't know if you were like. I... Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. I did. That I thought okay. this was. I, I just found it. I thought this was the guy who was going to be the watcher, but yeah. Okay. I did. His name was Nathan Spencer. Okay. Well, what I, I didn't know if you wanted to do like, you know, a lot of people would, and I'm sure you would, yourself would. You didn't want to follow Buffy beat for fucking beat, so you were like, let's just wait a little bit or not, but right. it's good to know you thought that far ahead or, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I did. Okay. I think it was probably going to be similar to um, to Giles, sort of, only this, this guy was going to be a lot more green. Okay. And a lot more, um, not as, you know, with, well, not, not that he's not with it, but not very experienced. He's learning on the job. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because obviously now you've got all these Slayers that have been activated. Now you need a whole lot more Watchers. Right. Okay, so let's go back to Grace now. Mm-hmm. Let, let's talk about her for a minute. I don't think I had a whole lot of backstory for her necessarily. Okay. Yeah, no, see, I think I had, it looks like I had more about the town. Okay. Well, The, the history of the town than the, uh, than the actual Slayer. Hit me with it then. Like she was just basically a girl that got lit up, you know what I mean? Right. So I didn't really put in too much of the, the backstory of it. Right. Okay. So if I go into this thing called the Dead End Bible that I had written, mm-hmm. that I pulled up, this is where I think you're going to lose your fucking mind. <laughs> because I have this document set up into several different... 15 parts. Sections. Well, like, like one, two, three, like five parts. Oh, jinkies. So it starts off with the town is actually called Trails End, Oregon, where the game's going to take place. Okay. And the nickname for the town is Dead End because why not? Yeah. So Trails End, Oregon. Here's all the information I have. Founded in 1851. Population 11,059. Number of cemeteries, five. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, Death is big business here in the dead end. Uh, major attractions. Boobies. Jackson University. <laughs> Gaston Falls and River. So there's a river and a waterfall. Ooh. Trails and Fairground and Convention Center. The Lycom Six Theater, now with stadium seating. That the teenagers call Lickham. Uh, no, it's Lycom. Historic, historic. Wow, you got really fucking defensive there. No, <laughs> well, it's like them. There's a reason why. There's a specific reason why it's that specific name, and I'll tell you later. Yeah, but still, I'm trying yeah, to make no. a joke, and you're like, no, it's like them, <laughs> asshole. This is uh, serious. Then the, the historic trails end mines. So there's there used to be a mining town, so there's lots of uh, abandoned Jesus. mines, right? Uh Lycom House, and then it says, <laughs> tour the historic estate of our town's founding father. And then the, the Lycom Museum of Fine Arts, Oregon's largest, most extensive, privately owned art museum. So, here we go. Trails End, Oregon, founded in 1851 by Joseph Lycom, an Eastern European immigrant. And then I have a fucking timeline of this Holy town. Holy shit! <laughs> so, okay, so, <laughs> 1848, Joseph Lycom arrives in the New World. 1850, Joseph Lycom heads west to find his fortune in gold. 1851, 
Joseph Lycombe's party makes camp near the Modoc River. While washing up, Lycombe believes he has found gold in the gravel of the riverbed. He proclaims their journey over and founds Trails End. Joseph Lycombe appoints himself first mayor of Trails End. Then 1853, after two years of mining, the town has amassed only two small pans of gold dust. <laughs> the following year, 1854, rash of killings during the long winter of 52 leaves the town decimated. It is believed that the killer was Henry Dubbin, later convicted by a small tribunal of surviving townsmen and hung for the crime of murder. He died. Oh, shit. He died professing his innocence. I mean, I'm saying. 1855. Joseph Lycombe leaves Trails End with a small party to scout for better mining prospects. He is never seen again. Oh. Let's see. He shows up later in fucking Sunnydale as the master. <laughs> <laughs> 1880. So that's like, what is that? Tw- 25 years later? Right. Jacob Lycombe arrives at <gasps> Trails End. He is the son of Joseph Lycombe keeps to himself is only seen at night and rumors begin to surface that this man is a morphine addict possibly a murderer on the run and that he has returned to find some secret vein of yeah some vein of gold that was kept secret by his father and now in parentheses in reality this man is joseph like unchanged by the passage of time and it isn't gold he seeks but the entrance to the hellmouth thought by some in the demon world to be located in the hills around trails end wow so then it jumps ahead from 1880 to 1978. Jackson Lycombe becomes Dean of Southeast Oregon State University's College of Fine Arts. In 1988, Jackson Lycombe named to Trails End Board of Trustees. So another uh, descendant, quote unquote, of... Uh-huh. So... I see what's going on. So it's really just the same guy throughout history. Uh-huh. So then I've got it broken up by locations. Jackson University, fictional university in Trails End, Oregon, Wycombe High School, the local high school, and then one of my favorite things that I came up with, and it's so fucking dumb, but you know how in uh, in the later seasons of Buffy, they they had the magic box, which was like mm-hmm. the place where they could hang out after they graduated high oh, school? yeah, yeah, yeah. Giles bought the magic box, and so they had a magic store that they ran. Okay. That was after the school went kablooey or whatever? Oh, yeah. It was after, yeah. Okay. So anyway... I was like, well, this town needs a fucking magic shop. <laughs> so I came up with... Hide my box. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's called it's called uh, Magic Trixies. Oh, God. It's a magic, magic shop run by Trixie Romero. It sounds like a fucking strip joint. I know. Mostly just novelty items. Only for her best customers is the shop's true inventory revealed. Then the, the alchemist Specialty shop... Specialty items. Dildos. <laughs> the alchemist <laughs> shop, which is a serious magic shop. At least it appears to be on the surface. Run by Simon Travers, this place is full of impressive-looking, quote, artifacts. Unfortunately, most are fake. If there are real quality items to be found here, it's by accident. Direct competitor to Magic Trixies. So, wait, wait, wait. They've got fucking five graveyards to a magic shop. Uh-huh. There's nothing to see here. Yeah, no shit. The Underground. It's a nightclub built in one of the abandoned mine shafts. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, and it says, it just, it, it says, very hip place to be seen. <laughs> and then, uh... That's early 2000s. It's, it's, it's hip! University Meadows. That's the on-campus apartment complex at the university. Okay. So the Slayer and her roommate share an apartment there. A step up from the dorms. It's like having a real place of your own, only it's really owned by like him so he can pretty much come and go as he pleases dot 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 spooky yeah so then i get down to the cast 
and it's uh, Grace Sullivan, Reluctant Slayer, first-year art student at Southeast Oregon State. Then Summer Bishop is a goth girl, first-year art student, and Grace's roommate. Yeah, that, that sounds like a goth chick. Mm-hmm. I'm Summer Bishop. Uh-huh. You just don't understand. Nathan Spencer is a maintenance worker at the university, ex-pro boxer, and Grace's secret watcher. <laughs> He gets locked up for it every once in a while. Uh, what are you doing, watching? Watching. Uh, <laughs> Patricia Romero. Why are your pants down, sir? Huh? <laughs> I'm watching. Patricia Romero, people call her Trixie, proprietor of Magic Trixie's. She's a powerful witch, secretly. Okay. Hey, where'd you get her last name from? I don't know. <laughs> Benny Romero is Trixie's son. He's like a low-level sorcerer or whatever, and a senior at Lycom High School. Then we get into minor villains. Okay, are all of these people... Those are all NPCs. Those are all... Okay, okay. Those are all people that the players would interact with. Got it. And then minor villains. I've got one minor villain. <laughs> Your mama. <laughs> Horace Greeley, <laughs> vampire. Lycum's deputy. Uh, his face in the underworld. Lycum cannot afford to do his own killing and dirty work. Greeley and his pack are ha- happy to help. So big bads is uh, Jackson, Jack, Lycum. Dean of the Fine Arts Department of the University, curator of the Lycum Museum of Art. Secretly, he is a 200-plus-year-old vampire who, under the name Joseph Lycum, founded Trails End in 1851, using gold mines as a front for his search for a hellmouth rumored in the underworld to be hidden in the hills nearby. Mm. Through the centuries, he has changed identities, always managing to pass himself off as a descendant of Joseph Lycum and passing off his sired children as the rest of the Lycum family. Mm. He's my pappy. Yeah. Who have made themselves very prominent, if mysterious, members of society. Most of the gold mines are abandoned, but his search for the Hellmouth continues, and he uses his burgeoning town as a ready food supply. Okay, okay, no, wait. Did, I just thought of something. Uh-huh. Do these five fucking cemeteries form like a pentagon or, pentagram or something? A pentagon? A pentagram or something? They fucking do now. <laughs> 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 you hadn't thought of that, had you? Oh, no. I'm <laughs> writing that in. <laughs> All right, gang. Hang on. We got to wait for him to write this down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what you, what do you thought you liked them apples? Uh, I'm, I'm just fucking baffled, dude, at how much thought you put into this. Oh, yeah. Not even in a bad way. Yeah. Dude, we're not done. Oh, I know. That's just that's just that's the, what's uh, fucking alarming. That's just about the town and the the basic yeah, I know the basic setup. We still have a couple more documents. Which one you want to? Which one you want me to crack open now? Or do you have any questions? Do you have anything? I I mean, other I than do the have obvious? a question, but there's something I want to say first. Okay. This reminded me of something I did. No. I it was nothing similar. But I just want to share this with you so you okay. stop feeling so embarrassed about it. Yeah. Because I can hear it. <laughs> I don't know. The more I'm reading this, the more I'm like, fuck, this is pretty good. I'm about to fucking oh, dust okay, this thing no. off and get it going. I'll <laughs> shut up and continue. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I remember when I was going to school out there in Queen of Peace, I made this joke once to somebody about like a series of mystery novels Mm -hmm. or movies or a TV show or something called the moron mysteries. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know where, and I, well, okay. I think I know where the computer is. It was a desktop computer we had. 
Uh-huh. But I wouldn't know how to get into it because my brother crashed this computer a few times. Mm-hmm. How, I don't know. But he crashed it so many times that we just boxed it up and put it away. Okay. But on there, I have, I want to say at least five, but probably closer to ten mm-hmm. pages of a novel that I had started writing called the moron mysteries and the idea behind the moron mysteries is that it would be it would sound like a stupid simple story like moron mysteries how the dirt got under the rug (laughs) 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 stupid simple shit like that Uh but they would be kind of fun mysteries Mm -hmm. i i haven't thought of this in probably fucking 15 years that's not that's not a bad idea actually bad concept right and I mean, I'm sure the spelling is terrible because I'm a terrible speller and the, it's probably over punctuated to hell. Yeah. But yeah, I think I've got like five, but I'm telling you, I wouldn't be shocked if I wrote 10 pages of this fucker. Uh, but I remember I had these three kids. Uh, I think it was George, Malcolm and Janie. Real fucking Harry Potter type of thing. Mm-hmm. And there was this dude in it. He was, and again, it places it in time. Well, I guess it's kind of still relevant. But anyway, it was this dude who had just come back from Iraq. Okay. And like he was kind of fucking crazy because of it. Mm-hmm. And, but that's really all I remember. But it was how the dirt got under the rug was this first one. But I, I made this joke about just doing shit that just sounds so simple Mm -hmm. and somebody was like yeah that would never work and i was like fuck you it will and i that was one of those projects that i had started Mm -hmm. and then that teacher told me he's like you're never gonna be a writer oh that's fucked up and i just kind of shut down for years dude yeah dude you get me that hard drive i'll get that shit off there (laughs) yeah but anyway, back to your thing. I don't. I'll get a USB enclosure for that for that hard drive, and I'll USB plug it into mine, and uh, <laughs> you can take it off just like a thumb drive. Yeah. Well, we might have to figure that out then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know why, but you talking about this reminded me of that. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. No, that, that doesn't sound like a terrible idea. Yeah, we would have to rework it a little bit and kind of punch it up and fix the spelling and shit and it would have to be completed obviously but yeah, yeah i've wanna, got a little project like this that i put a lot of time into too yeah i want to know how the dirt got under the rug now uh so do i honestly <laughs> see i would love to go back to projects like that mm-hmm. that are and it's funny because jay sarge was just tweeting the other day about he posted something that he did in like 2016 and he said something about everybody always says don't look back keep moving forward keep working on better newer better things and improving mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why not? Why not pull shit from the past and improve and it and it make better, it better? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, now I'm curious about that, too. Being like, let's revive that shit. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, sorry. Back to fucking dead end. Yeah. That was shitty. Back to your dead end. <laughs> yeah, back to your stupid shit. I'm done talking about my stupid shit. Go back to your stupid shit. Yeah, see, I'm lame, too. Come on, lame Okay, so. My question, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. Your characters. Mm-hmm. like her friends and shit would your other players have come up with that or did you have like ideas for names and shit and you were like okay now you make this your own how is that gonna work no the players would would have their own characters like they oh, would, from the they ground would, up from the ground up yeah okay so basically i'm making like a campaign setting right with, uh with, gotcha with, i got gotcha. these these are the main this is the framework now you get to play with it exactly gotcha so with that in mind I'm going to open up this document called Rules. Okay. This was apparently what I was working on. I was going to put it on the site, and this was like 
the rules for playing the game on, on the site. Okay. So and and like to describe how how it would work basically to when people sign up. Got it. Or this might be um, I can't tell if this was a finished document or if this was like notes because it doesn't necessarily seem very polished, but it may have just been me writing stuff down so that I. I knew what the process of playing the game would be like. Right. And so this was all an evolution out of the the E-Fed and the the Star Trek play-by-email game that I was in for a while. And That was something else I was going to ask. So this yeah. is all building off of, you said, like, prior E-Fed shit. Yeah, like prior right. experiences, yeah. But it builds off of the Star Trek stuff, too. Right, like the like how that, how that was how that was structured how that game was played got it which i know we talked about that do you have any more of that star trek shit left over no no i don't okay. i don't think so okay i don't think so that was that would have been on a different computer like not even at my house got it and that computer's long gone right right so i don't think so and well you know hmm, i might have to go back and look because I just recently unlocked one of my really old email accounts. Oh. I wonder if that's the email account that I played this game on. I wonder if there's a folder somewhere. I wonder if I have a folder in that email somewhere that I saved off. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Well, here, I'll throw this out to you. If you can find that, mm-hmm. I would be willing. If It depends on like what you have. But I would be willing to take if you have like character descriptions or something. Mm-hmm. And like read those in different voices and shit, because <laughs> I think that would be really fucking fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, back to this. But I just wanted to clarify that and make sure that this is all building off of every single thing that came before. Yep. Okay. Okay. So here's the premise and the rules how the game would be played. Okay. So it's like an interactive storytelling game that says I, as the director, will provide plots, events, and all the general action. You, as an actor, will flesh out the cast member you are controlling, giving him or her it a unique personality and flavor. There would also be, like, the way they you would sign up to play the game is on the site there would be a casting call page. Mm-hmm. So the casting call system would be is like a help wanted ad. That is, I tell you what kind of general character the game needs, and if someone is interested, they can roleplay a short audition and submit it. There will always be an open audition slot. An open audition slot is for people who are not interested in filling one of the needed roles, but still want to play the game and create their own character. If you choose this option, your character idea and audition must be very good to get hired. Okay, uh, I'm going to stop you right there. Uh-huh. It is fucking clear as day that you read, like, a lot of fucking manuals in your day. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I can just smell the fucking... Like D and D shit oozing off of this. Yeah, I mean you could literally hear the giant is drying up. <laughs> well, that too. But if you, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean like it's clear that you read a lot of those manuals, filtered it all, and he was like, "Here's my version." And again, that's not a slam. That's just an observation. Yeah, I, I get it. So yeah, so there would be an open spot, so anybody could just say, "Here's a person I want to try. I want to play. This is the character I came up with." And if the idea is good and they can, you know, they could write something out that's good. Like an audition would basically be an email role playing out something. Right. Let's see. I possibly with input from the rest of the cast will then select the best audition for the part. At the moment, there is only one Slayer available for this campaign and she's already been cast. Sorry. <laughs> that does not mean that another Slayer may not come for a visit at some point or even join the cast permanently in the future. Dot, dot, dot. Fucking, you're a fan of ellipses too, my dude. Uh-huh. 
Okay, here's the game mechanics section. Oh, yeah. For the actual game mechanics, the technical rules of the game, uh, we'll be using the system from Eden Studios' Buffy the Vampire Slayer slash Angel role-playing games. You will hopefully need to know only a little of the rules from these books, as the director will handle most skill checks, combat roles, etc. behind the scenes, providing only the results to the cast. The idea is for me, the director, to begin an episode with the usual setup, or before the credits teaser that will set up the episode. This may involve me putting words into one of your characters' mouths, so don't be offended. These Got role it. plays will generally be short, and I will not compromise your character by having them act too out of character. Once the setup is finished, it will be up to the cast to post a few short role plays. This will establish what each person is doing in a somewhat freeform way. I will then use posts of my own to guide the cast through the episode. I like to keep the time between combat encounters as freeform and open as possible without... And that's where it ends. No, what comes next? I know, that's it. That's all I got. Well, fucking search back in your brain like 15 was, years ago, fucker, and pull it out. That's pretty intriguing, isn't it? Right, I'm like, and then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> but I think what I was saying was I, I wanted to keep the times between between combat encounters like free form. Right. So basically what I'm saying is I would set up the before credits teaser, like right, before right. credits shit from, from the episode to kind of set up what's going on and then turn people loose to do right whatever like make the story however they want and then i would chime in with you know direction occasionally and then this is coming after you now right right exactly kind of right and then anytime they had to do like an actual game thing like you know fight something or whatever i would handle all the roles and then describe Mm -hmm. what's happening okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay and that was that's all of the rules now right uh yeah basically yeah Okay. What do we have left to look at? So I also have I have a a document called Episode One Dash One. I know that's where I was thinking, but it's like, what else is there before we get to that? Because that's uh, the thing I'm most interested I in. I think that's it. Other other than I actually had a couple pictures that I had gotten of actresses and actors from like casting sites and stuff that I thought oh, looked like they look like the <laughs> looked like they would fit um, the roles. You know it would be fucking hilarious if you pulled like a fucking couple headshots and then those people went on They're to be now like famous. huge stars. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing that didn't happen. <laughs> uh no. But like the the person I picked to look like or I thought would be uh a good Grace Sullivan is um Tyler Lee. Who to what? I mean she doesn't look like this now. She's obviously fifteen years older than she was back then, but Right. She was in that show that really short-lived shows uh that 80s show it was like a oh wow sp- spin-off of that 70s show yeah 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 i remember and she was in not another teen movie okay she was the nerdy girl in that was that the blonde chick uh she might have well she was the she was the one that was the nerd that they were trying to make the hot because that was like a parody of all right. those teen movies right okay i'm searching that 80s show hang on Wow, I haven't fucking thought of that in a couple years. I think me yeah. and I were talking about it a few years back, and it's like, that fucking died a quick death. Yeah, it did. <laughs> oh, wow, that 80s show, there it is. A A 20-somethings navigates through San Diego. Come on, you fucking hua. Oh, that chick. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then everybody else, I think, was just a no-name, somebody that I got off of, like, literally went to, like, casting agency sites or like uh right not casting agencies but like you know 
Yeah, she's on Supergirl now. Oh, okay, yeah. I knew she was on something now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I saw that picture of her and it's like, I know this broad from something. It's like, yeah, she's fucking in Supergirl. That's what it is. Oh, wow, she was in three episodes of Seventh Heaven. You know they show titties on that show, right? That's the scuttlebutt. <laughs> but yeah, I actually have like pictures for all of the those main five cast members or whatever. Right. Four or five. So let's see. Hang on. So that's pretty fucking sad. So this would have been after that 80s show that you picked her. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah, because I thought she was hot AF on that show with her crazy punk hair. Okay. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And it was post Not Another Teen Movie too. Wow. Yeah. That was a time in history. Mm, Sure was. (laughs) Let's see. Is there a cast picture? Oh, fuck, that had uh, the dude from, what you call it, um, the fuck? Always Sunny. Oh, okay. Oh, that was him? Yeah, Glenn Howerton or whatever. Oh, shit. Okay. Wow. Anyway, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I see what you mean now. Yeah. So then I've got, um... Oh, fuck, uh, what's his name from Grace Under Fire was on that, too. Who? Geoff Pearson. Okay. He played, what's her fucking... Hey, Ma, what was Grace's husband's name? Oh, you know, don't act like you don't. What's his name? Ah, fuck, I can't remember his name, and she's clamming up on me. <laughs> I didn't say playing dumb. I said you're clamming up. Let's see if I can find it. Oh Continue. God. Her name on that, that 80s show was June Tuesday. Ah, yeah, I saw that. I wasn't going to mention wow. it because it's like, ugh. Let's see. Best known. Uh, Come on. Who was he on? Grace Under Fire? You fuck up. Did you ever watch that show, by the way? Yes, a little bit. Yeah, before she went batshit crazy. Yeah, and was like showing her titties to the fucking kid on there or whatever. Allegedly. It only has his film roles. You know that one kid's dead, right? Uh, which kid? That played her son. Uh, I think I did know that, yeah. The first one. He was also uh, Alexander Roshenko on TNG. One of the many Alexanders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yep. see, let's see. What the fuck? Yeah, I think it might have been. I'm trying to... F- yeah. Jimmy, her husband, Jimmy, on Grace Under Fire. Mm-hmm. He was in that show, 80s show. Mm. Anyway, wow, we just took a fucking big sidestep. Anyway, back on track. Okay, so I guess the last thing we should talk about is the... Um, episode 1 description, or whatever yeah. set up. I'm ready. So I've actually got episode 1 and part of episode 2. Oh, it's glorious. Come on. Out. And this is <laughs> this is where shit gets embarrassing, because as I'm reading this, I'm like, oh my god, this is the fucking... This is the pilot for Buffy, basically. That's what I was wondering, if it yeah. was, like, one-to-one or... It's not quite one-to-one, but... It's not exactly totally original either, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Although there is a twist in here that I wonder if I planned it that way. Like, if I if I intentionally did it sort of to mirror the pilot of Buffy and then twisted it. Gotcha. So anyway, I'm pretty proud of these uh, episode titles, too, by the way. I was going to ask you if you titled them. Yeah, it's part one and part two, so it's just okay. one title. But so uh, we got episode one dot one. The beginning. Uh, the fickle finger of fate, part one. Oh, look at you. So the bullet <laughs> points are: Grace goes about her normal life. Grace is attacked by a boy outside a club. Sounds familiar. Uh, the boy <laughs> reveals himself to be a vampire. Oh, that's different. Just as he's about to bite her, the spell from Chosen is cast off screen obviously. Right. And then Grace suddenly finds herself filled with superhuman strength and casts the boy off of her and across the alley into a brick wall. He gets up and runs away. Yeah, what are you talking about? That is different. Okay, well, I'm not I'm not there yet. Well, I don't uh, give a shit. Already, oh, okay. you're different. Okay, so Grace is shocked, confused, and frightened. 
Grace tries to hide the attack from her friends, but she eventually confides in them. Grace doesn't feel the same surge of strength she did before, writes it off as adrenaline. Okay, again, you're still different. Yeah. So you're on good footing. Okay, she and her friends start to investigate vampirism, but decide the boy was just a freak day rapist. Then Grace sees the boy at the club Connection again. to clerks? I like it. What? Yeah. <laughs> I said connection to clerks? I like it, I guess. Uh, I know. <laughs> then she ends up seeing him again at the club, picking up another girl. This is where it gets a little... A little bit like the guy picking up Willow in the pilot. Yeah, but that's still different enough. Yeah. So he sees sees him picking up another girl and decides to stop him before he can hurt her, which is very uncharacteristic of her. Right. She follows them both out into the alley and confronts the boy. The girl runs off. The boy attacks Grace and they fight it out. Finally, the boy vamps out and they know they're really dealing with vampires. Yeah, now you're different from Buffy again. Yeah, Grace stakes the boy. And this is still episode one? Huh? Yeah. This is still episode... Yeah, you're way ahead of Buffy, too. Yeah. The girl that was in trouble reappears in the alley, the one that ran off. Mm-hmm. She reappears. We see she's really a vampire, too, and now she's brought some pals. Oh, shit! Grace is surrounded by a gang of nasty-looking vamps and says, oops, and cut to black. Yeah, that's way different. Yep. That's like part two of, of the quote part two of the Buffy pilot when fucking Darla comes right. back with her group of people but they went inside so yeah it's different enough it's not just a fucking remake yep you're good you're good let's see Fickle Finger of Fate part two Grace is alone in the alley the vampires charge her one calls her Slayer but Grace bolts choosing to run uh, they chase her to the end of the alley it's blocked by a fence she surprisingly scales it quickly without even thinking the vamps follow Grace runs out into traffic, nearly being run over. The vamps stop at the entrance to the alley and watch her run away, scoffing at the bravery of this slayer. Uh, let's see. Grace returns home, slips up to her room. She's shaking, crying, and doesn't want to be seen by her parents. Uh, she okay, down. that's a good question. What? Does she have both of her parents, then? I guess so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You didn't dive too deep into that in your plan? Yeah, no, I guess okay. not. And she is a, a college student. Did I mention that? I did. I did. Yeah. I? yeah. 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 Now, see, already I'm th- I'm seeing th- ways we could expand this and turn it into something else. Yeah. And flesh it out a bit more. Yeah. And I guess this. I don't know. See, this is where it kind of like I can't tell which which thing was uh, which project was which. Like gotcha. which things go to which project because the dead end thing was set at a college, and she was already in a dorm room with somebody. And mm-hmm. then in this, she's at her house. So I don't know. Okay. Um, so anyway, she sits down at her computer desk and cries. An instant message pops up on her screen. It's from Watcher 1984. <laughs> <laughs> it just says, I saw you tonight. Oh, that's not creepy. She gets freaked, closes her drapes, closes the message window. Another one pops up a few seconds later. Are you alone? She tells the guy off and he stops bothering her. The next day at school, Grace tells her friends what happened the night before. And she notices a man following her. That's it. That's all I got. No! Yep. And the other one, not the dead end one, the other one, what was it called again? Uh, The Chosen. But I think it was was basically the same thing. It was just... I was going to say, is there anything in that file that expands it or no? No. No, it's just the... uh, It's just the cast, which is... um, Or the character list, which is the same as the other one. I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. You know what that kind of reminds me of? Big pile of dog shit. 
Yes. No. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me of what I kind of wanted to do when I was like, let's come up with our own Scooby Apocalypse story. Oh, yeah, kind of, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's probably why I'm like, no, no, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's a thing I did 15 years ago. That's uh, that's something that I like the sound of. <laughs> See, if we had... Like a universe of fucking characters, say, like, uh, tell them Steve Dave does. <laughs> that would be something that it's like, let's audio drama this shit. Yeah. Let's get a cast of fucking people together and let's do this. Yeah. Because that would be so fucking fun. Yeah. But yep. we don't really have that. No. Dude, this folder is so old. Yeah. That this folder is so old. There's a folder in here that's called MySpace. Whoa! And it's got the style sheets for customizing my 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 MySpace background. Good lord! What the fuck, dude? I still think we should fucking just for shits and giggles launch a fucking Nerd Blitz MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking funny. I said that for a while. What dude. a couple! What a couple of fuck ups. We're like, we're gonna get on this MySpace thing. <laughs> we're fifteen years behind. Uh, but then I also, I also have this. Uh, we won't get into it tonight, but I also have all the files for that Star Wars game that I was building. Wow, that's so good. And like the character generator that I was building, and I went through all the alien species in the in the aliens guidebook from West End Games. With right their, with all their stats and stuff i put all that shit in here wow you said you could pick any of those races and your your ability modifiers and stuff would all be changed automatically and oh yeah it was a thing that sounds fucking awesome yeah it wasn't i gave up on it so it's not it's not even close to fully realized but that was my uh another another ambitious thing that i didn't finish i was really hoping you'd have a little bit more on the story of this fucking buffy thing yeah, I'm a little disappointed now, too. I was excited because I thought... I didn't say I was disappointed. I just wanted more. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, there was a lot more than I thought was in there, but... Right. But yeah, I really did, like, give up on that too quick, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But there, there's also this Firefly RPG folder in here. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't something that I was doing for online, but I must have, like, got a PDF of the character sheet and put it in this folder, and then I must have been working on like a ship name for for playing this game mm-hmm. i've got two names in this file like i was saying and the one is uh the one is goliath okay which is fucking lame but then the other name i came up with for the ship that i would fly in this game was uh actually pretty fucking impressive it's uh the bakushan which is it's a japanese term and it means a girl who appears pretty from behind but not from the front <laughs> <laughs> so that was gonna be my 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 freighter name <laughs> oh i love that the japanese have a f- f- fucking phrase for that <laughs> us we're like i don't know butterface they're like they're like bakusan <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. And that like that's perfect for a show like Firefly. I mean, yeah. I know that 
I know that they There's, it was, they do Chinese, but yeah, same, I know it was yeah. English and Chinese, but still, but still, it, it's Asian and it's it's that's what I was gonna say. Know, it's Asian inspired enough that like that it would fit. Yeah, when they would fucking start going into a litany of Chinese swears and shit, and you're like, what the fuck are they saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good though. I wonder. I wonder if that translates some way into some Chinese phraseology. I'm sure it does. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Plus it's what? not like plus it's not like Japanese never existed in Firefly. So True. I can name it I can name it a fucking Japanese term. It doesn't have to be Chinese. Well yeah, I was gonna say fucking uh it's not that it never existed, it's just after the big war fucking yeah, it's just not dominant now. China and the US were the only ones that fucking existed and merged. Yeah. Oh that's awesome. And what's it again? Bakushan? Bakushan. Yeah, I'll have to look it up and make sure that that's accurate, but that's what I had written down, so I'm sure I researched You'll have to look up the spelling so you can put that title in. Uh (laughs) B-A-K-K-U. Baku. Fucking, it comes up in Google, dude. I just put in in B-A-K-K-U dash, and it filled it in. And it says, Sean, stupid. Yeah, here it is. Bakushan. Oh, it's dated slang, too. It's not even modern. A woman who is attractive if seen from behind, usually in reference to her buttocks. A woman who is attractive from behind, but ugly from the front. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Here's Urban Dictionary. She's got a nice figure, but her face looks like shit. (laughs) That's pretty harsh. It's kind of harsh. More than kind of. But I thought it, I thought it fit really good because my my ship would be a piece of shit except its engines maybe look nice. I was gonna like I said that totally mm. fits in with Firefly where everybody's like what's up with this piece of shit and fucking Mal's like what do you mean piece of shit right because he can see the potential there. Mm-hmm. Oh that is so good. Yeah, yeah. that's that, awesome. Yeah, but yeah, that's all I got. That's my that's my shame. No, that's not shame. Lay bare for the world. That's not shame. Moron mysteries might be shame, but that's not. <laughs> I don't know. This is some really bad fanfic. You know, I've got a big problem with the term fan fiction. Yeah. Because if anybody other than the original creator wrote it, it's fucking fan fiction. I mean, yeah. I don't give a fuck if it's official or not. So the fucking like uh, fan fiction as like a slam or whatever, it's like, mm-hmm. fuck off. Yeah. That's why, like, whenever I wrote, like, that Scooby shit I started or that Superman shit I started, I never called it fan fiction. It's like, I'm writing a Scooby story. I'm writing a Superman story, you know? Yeah. Or, like, all those Batman fucking Joker videos I did on my channel. I wasn't Mm -hmm. like, it's my Batman fan fiction. Fuck that. Right. Well, yeah. too fucking... Reductive. Reductive, and it's got a bad connotation. Yeah, it definitely has a bad... Yeah, fan fic is something like a 12-year-old writes. Right. Well, I mean, I was probably 12 years old. Well, no, yeah. I was older than that. Well, when I was 12 years old, I wrote Transformers fan fiction. Do you have any of that? No. No, Fuck. that was all, dude, that was all handwritten shit. Oh, I know. I figured. I had such a problem with Transformers the movie. <laughs> my brain could not reconcile that some of these Autobots were killed. Right. So I had to, like, write a fucking story where they were still alive somehow. I'm going to rewrite it because fuck you. Mm-hmm. No, I, like, I didn't rewrite it, but I wrote, like, a... Saving sequel? Kind of like a, basically what they, sort of what they did with Optimus Prime later in the regular show. Brought him back. Right. Wrote, wrote an episode. Wrote, I wrote the story like as if it was like an episode or a, something where they find this, the some of the people that crashed on this ship and were able to get them turned back on and repaired. Right. Yeah. That would be nice to have. <laughs> See, I had a couple, uh, 
I had that like 15, 12 to 15 page Scooby story that I wrote in school and yeah. And then I started writing a pup Scooby story, mm-hmm. but our one boxer and I fucking I hand wrote everything. Mm-hmm. Whenever I write a story or something it's got to be handwritten. I can't fucking type it. Yeah. But our one boxer spice, she fucking chewed it up. I was like, "No!" So that huh. kind of fucked oh, that. Oh, that and, sucks. Yeah. Like quite literally, the dog ate my work that was at home. <laughs> <laughs> yep but yeah that's what happened with a lot of that shit like that that i did so it's like none of it even fucking exists sadly right i know in that one story that i fucking put on my site back in the day my problem with that was like everybody sounded so fucking hostile <laughs> i wonder where that <laughs> surprise came from. i was yeah. gonna say surprise surprise right they say right what you know <laughs> no shit it's like hey gang you want to do this fuck no douche I think, I think you found your voice. <laughs> I, I found it young. Yeah. <laughs> Again, psycho clown, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not dis. I didn't say I was disappointed. I'm just like, fucking, where's the rest? Yeah. The rest was swallowed by children. I know that sounds bad. <laughs> it really does. Because <laughs> it took me a second to understand what you said. Because it sounded almost like you said swallowed like children. No, 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 no. <laughs> Which is even dirtier. No, I think what happened mostly was uh, 2005 is when my grandma died. And it was like the first mm. big loss. Right. And it was shocking and it was out of nowhere. And it was like, what? And so for a long time, like a lot of imaginative fun shit just like went away. <laughs> like I yeah. didn't give a fuck. Like I'm talking like years. Yeah. So that really fucked me up. That was like the first in the string of like all my grandparents going down. So it was like, right. you know, every other year for like five years or six years, it was like. So like right when you would be like, okay, I'll do this again. It's like, oh, no, people has gone now, too. Right. Kind of. It yeah, was kind of yeah. like real life. The world got super real all of a sudden. It was like, oh, right. Oh, I'm, I'm just playing make believe all the time. Right. Yeah. No, I feel you. But it's also like fucking sometimes that's the shit you need. Right. Yeah. You got to hold that shit close or else you're like, I don't know. You want to see a dead body? Yeah. Let's go well, make I one. Mean, I mean, I did just <laughs> I did just spend I did just spend like the first part of the spring and summer taking pictures of old toys. So I think I've learned that there's value in that. True. That, that True. escapism. Right. I feel you. But at that at that time, I was like, nah, I can't do any of this shit anymore. This is dumb. This is. This yeah. is point. No, like, what's, like, what's the point? Well, I mean, back then, too, you didn't even have the f- kids to be like, well, no, you know, we're doing it for the kids. Right. Which, I, I mean, I don't know if you did that with the toys this year or not. But still, you know what I mean. Yeah. When, when you've got kids, you can make excuses for a lot of shit. Oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> oh, I know you have, too, being like, no, no, they'll like it. And then yeah. they don't. Why? And you're like, yes. Or why do you think Frankie has, like, every Imaginex character ever made? Oh, I know. I know it's not for him. How, how do you think he turned into such a monster about Imaginex? Because every time I'd go to Target, I'd come home with three or four of them. Oh, look at these. <laughs> these are new ones. I just found these. Oh, they, they just fell in the cart. You know, yeah. he likes them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're cheap. They're only like $4. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Oh, yeah, that's good, though. I like that, man. <laughs> well, hopefully it wasn't too boring and people got a kick out of it. Yeah, fuck them. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like it? Keep your fucking opinion to yourself, assholes. I mean, I mean nerd is right in the title of the show, so... A goddamn right, dude. <laughs> uh, you can't get a whole lot more nerdy than we, we, what I just did. 
And, you know, last episode we were talking about episode 100. We kind of fucking did a recap of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, That fucking show earned its title, too. That's true. This one. Yeah. We're uh, we're proving that we deserve that fucking shit lately. Mm -hmm. And that's not a bad thing. Yep. So uh, proving our bona fides. Yeah. Bona. Bona Uh, (laughs) fides. Yeah. So, yeah, let's uh, it's time to get the fuck out of here, ain't it? Yeah. Did I mention I like that Buffy show? Uh, <laughs> did, did I mention Buffy. I like? Did I mention I like Buffy the Vampire Slayer? It, it doesn't sound familiar, so oh. probably not. Could you refresh me on what it is? <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. I, I I forgot that the whole mind system thing was all because he was looking for a hellmouth. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot that that was. I forgot that was the other reason it was in Oregon. Was there was supposed to be a hellmouth there? Right. I'm fucking shocked though that you went that deep on it. Yeah. Like. Town history that fucking hardcore. Yeah. Well, I kind of figured it was like, uh, it was important, like what, other, otherwise it's just some other, you know, it doesn't make sense that stuff like this is happening. Mm-hmm. So I had to make, make it make sense in my own head. Right. No, see that, like I said, shit like that too, when you've got to fucking explain it to yourself, it makes you get, or maybe I didn't say this, I just thought it, but when you have to explain shit like that to yourself mm-hmm. to make it make sense and you have to come up with all that fucking depth and detail and shit. Yeah. That makes it even richer and better. Yeah. Because, like, I know I did that with uh, the camping trip. Because there were a few times you're like, well, what about this? And to me, I knew all of it. And it was almost insulting when you'd ask the question. But it's like, oh, yeah, I don't reference that. It's a tiny little nugget that's in my head. And I would explain it. And you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Uh, yeah. I don't have anything specific in mind at the moment. I just remember there were a couple times when you're like, okay, but what about this? And it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, because it already makes sense to you. Right. Yeah. I just wasn't smart enough to write it all down. I just put it in my head and was like, save that for later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, we'll have to dig into some other type of shit or expand on that. That really is making me want to go back to our Scooby Apocalypse bitches, though. Yeah. Because there's a lot of work done there, too, but... Either one, I don't give a fuck. It's worth it to me. Yeah. We could do something with. Yeah. Future thing. Mm-hmm. Put that in the future pile. Or as fucking John Aston's character said on Briscoe County Jr., it's a coming thing. It's a coming thing. We just spell it with a U. Uh, Ew. I know I took it dirty, didn't I, baby? Always. <laughs> Okay, let's get the fuck out of here, huh? All right, let's do it. Our Patreon thank yous, as usual, go to at G-I-G-I-A-M-K-3-0, at S-P... No, we're not spelling that one, too. At Spider Scooby, at Steve Boost, at A.C. Farrell 1976, at S. Morgan21. Hey, I did it without fucking... Stuttering and my brain breaking. Yay, Sandy. At Josh M. G.A., at Midnight Smoke One. At Corny Jenkins. At underscore 13 Chris. <laughs> at TSD Groupie. <laughs> I don't know why those last ones I just wanted to do in different voices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Zer, zer, zer. There's that. I think I just fell asleep for a second. Zer, zer, zer. Thank yous. Our thank yous as per usual. What the What the fuck? Come on, Stroke Master. <laughs> Hang on. Thank yous as per usual. Go to at the J Sarge for opening music for this, the commentaries and book club. Returning soon. 
on the Nerdblitz network. We do kind of have a network now, don't we? I mean, I guess. It's, it's is all it, is us. It, is it really a network when it's all you? <laughs> hey, nobody else wants to be a part of this shit, so we got to expand it ourselves. It's true. <laughs> at Sherry Archinoff for our logo for this and the commentaries. At Looking for Eight for our Knights of Nerdblitz and our D&D designs. Yep. And at Steve Boost for our Nerd Rats design. Dun, 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 Nerd Blitz! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As for our shit, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stoocher... T- Stoocher? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Stoocher, God. I think I'm having a breakdown! Mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stoocher. That time I did it on purpose. Okay. Stitcher, tune in SoundCloud and find everything. You remember when I couldn't say SoundCloud for those many episodes and I'd say SoundClown? Yeah, SoundClown. <laughs> find everything we do at nerdblitz.com. Get yourself some merch by going to redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitzpod slash portfolio. The slashes screw me up sometimes. <laughs> or go to teespring.com and search the nerdblitz. We're recording this the same night as 101, so we haven't fixed it yet. Don't give us shit, goddammit. Yeah. But yeah, search us on Teespring, the Nerdblitz. P.S. I think their mugs are cooler than Redbubble. They actually have designs on both sides. Yeah, I will say this. Have you ever looked at the flared out mugs that they've got on Redbubble? The flared out? Oh, and the spill-proof ones? Or they have spill-proof ones? Or what are you talking about? No, like they're, they're like V-shaped. If you look at them from the side, they kind of flare out at the top. Um, no, I don't think well, so. Well, they're idiotic looking because they squish the logo at the bottom and then warp it out at the top because that's oh. the shape of the mug. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you fuck ups. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that's kind of the main reason why you you started moving shit to Teespring, isn't it? Because they had yeah. better mugs. Yeah, they had better mugs and they have, they have other stuff that Redbubble doesn't have. But I'll tell you this. I can vouch for this. I'm using one right now. Those notebooks on Redbubble are great. Yeah, I that's, really fucking that's love the them. One, that's the one thing that's kept us from moving everything to Teespring as they don't have uh, stationery. <laughs> yeah, but I'm serious, dude. These fucking notebooks are great. The little fucking pocket on them is useful. That's mm. where I keep all my intro cards and shit. Yeah. Um, I do. I love these fucking notebooks. The shirts kind of leave a bit to be desired, but... Yeah, well, hopefully the Teespring maybe is better. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. I want fucking V-necks and lime green of everything. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> If you want some extra audio, go to tsdjproductions.bandcamp.com. Five albums, you all know them. There's a lot of fucking horror there. There's a lot of fucking extra content. There's the audio dramas, bonus pods, and then pilots and all kinds of fun shit. Go check it out if you haven't. Or go to patreon.com slash nerdblitzpod. Oh, fuck. Nasty bastard. Question, why do uh, a lot of people when they belch say grape ape? Uh, I don't know. Because I've noticed Brian Posehn does it on Nerd Poker. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, especially in those early episodes, whenever he belches, he's Because I guess it kind of sounds like Grape Ape. Uh, I guess. But yeah, in those early episodes of Nerd Poker, whenever he... Especially the early ones, I should say. Whenever he belches, he goes, Grape Ape! And um, a couple times on Critical Role, they do it too. So it's got to be some kind of nerd thing that we're just missing. We're just missing the boat on it? Yeah. Man. Like, we don't know what it... And we thought we were nerds. Yeah. We're done here. 
really. But yeah, I thought that was curious. Hmm. Oh, and you know how you were like fucking, oh, their games aren't as fucking filthy as ours? You are wrong, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like fucking on Critical Role, they have two characters that like every time they get into a town, they're like, where's the whorehouse? We want to do some fucking... And it's like, oh, okay. Who does that? On Critical Role, they've got two characters in their campaign that whenever they go to a new town... They just want to find the whorehouse? Yeah. Huh. Wow. So it's like, nope, we're not the only filthy ones. No, I, I don't even, and I don't even have whorehouses in my campaign. That never even yeah. crossed my mind. It's coming now. <laughs> I want to fuck. Phineas Fuck Whistle wants to fuck a beholder hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Is this an eye stalker or a fleshlight? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but patreon.com slash nerdblitzpod. <laughs> Uh, we're launching all kinds of new shows. We're re- reviving old shows and old fucking bits and shit. It's all there, kids. Mini episodes with you and I. Special episodes with I. So yeah, probably over 13, maybe 14 hours of content there right now. Yeah. And growing every week. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm at the Scooby-Doom. You are? Incredibly embarrassed. <laughs> As you should be, you fucking <laughs> dork. Fitzman 73. <laughs> And together we're at Nerd Blitz Pod. Yeah, I really did think I would probably mock you more, but no, I'm the fucking loser that's over here being like, that sounds awesome, let's do more. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know what's sadder that you spent fucking so much time 15 years ago doing it or 15 years later, I'm like, yeah, go on. (laughs) Um, But yes, follow us on Twitter or the Instasham at Nerd Blitz Pod. That's it, gang. We're about to get the fuck up out of here. Bye. Oh, I remember. You ready for this? Sure. (laughs) Y'all didn't hear this at the beginning, but it took me a minute to get into that. I'm going to ask you for a bye one more time here in a second. Okay. (laughs) Such a weird fucking idea, death metal intro and outro. Mm -hmm. Go. Bye. That one might have done it. Oh, okay. Well, it's a good thing we're done then. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was worried about. Yep, bye. This has been a feature of TSDJA Productions and JJ2E Media.